I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite podcast all about sex, the Shameless Sex Podcast with your host, Amy Baldwin and... Peter Piper picked <laughs> my peas. Amy was calling out my peas. A perilla. Lampert. Lampert. Actually, a lot of people say Lambert, so this is a good I opportunity know. for you to say it's Lampert. Lampert. Ooh. A Francais. Oh, that's so sexy. I uh, am Lampert, if you want to say it like an American. Lampert. And if you want to pop those peas, knock yourself out. Pop them peas. Pop the pussy. Pop, pop the pussy. All right, April's like, wow, you're singing on the podcast again. This is I crazy. love it. You're this is roll. a nice change. So this episode is with repeat guests, Erwan and Alicia Davon, and they are here to talk about how to be a great lover in and out of relationship. It's a sexual mastery, whether you're in a relationship or you're single, and you want to learn how to be a badass motherfucking lover. Maybe you don't want to fuck mothers, but you want to be a badass lover. So <laughs> they're here to teach us some things. I'm pretty sure the episode they were on was 221, I think. That was what they were on before. Great public speakers. I love their approach to how to be your best sexual selves. And some of it is just relationship advice in terms of communication, et cetera. And some of it is about sex. So stay tuned. Come learn some things. I also would like to comment on our last episode that we did on breakups and how to have a hot girl, hot boy summer. And my dog's harassing April right now. She's like, fuck, Perry. Give me some space. Anyways, so we put out this call to action to send us some applications for our... Uh, two very hot single friends here. And then I also got had another group of, not group, like at least three other single friends comment on like, I'm, I'm single too. Can I be a part of this? <laughs> so yes, we'll take applications for all of you. Uh, and we also received, so we did receive a couple applications and we also received applications from two other, I believe identified as women in individuals who are like, I'm awesome, I'm single and I'm looking. So a shout out to all of you folks in the Netherlands, Austin, New York, California, and Florida, and maybe even another state or two that reached out with some of those. I like that you have Austin as a state. Uh, (laughs) And (laughs) one is a country. (laughs) I'm just saying the main places here. Okay, so Texas. That was adorable. (laughs) (laughs) And New York, but New York could be the city. I don't know. Well, no, that's a state. All right, anyways. So (laughs) I want to give a shout out to all of you awesome humans. I'm still trying to find a way to create a dating service. So here's what I did. So someone reached out, then I went to my friend, and I was like, hey, how about this person? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm interested in starting a conversation with them because that other person happened also be in California. And so I CC'd them on an email, and I did the intro, and I was like, all right, it's not going to say this perfectly, but don't be weird, y'all. Let's just be honest here. Here's 10 prompts of questions you can ask each other to start engaging. And one of them, I love this question. That's really nice of you to do. Yeah, I worded this whole thing. I actually put it on our blog, on our website, too. So if anyone wants to go and look at our Shameless Sex blog, 
blog to check I out. I haven't some, even looked at that, Amy. Yeah, some deep questions. Ten questions that you can ask to really get to know someone to see if it's even worth meeting them. And I said, start out with text messaging first. If that feels good, then work to move to voice, so a phone call or a video call. And if that feels good, then you can meet in person. But make it small scale, like going to a coffee shop or something, not like this grand romantic date. But one of the questions, April, I think you'll appreciate it, and it's very Amy, is if your therapist, <laughs> your therapist could say what your biggest challenges are in life or in relating to other people, what would they say? <laughs> Oh, I wow. love it. I love it. I hope I hope people on, answer that. These honestly. are good, Amy. I'm reading them right now. Yeah. Go check it out. It is uh it was posted on July 24th, 2021. Amy's tips for online dating. I didn't even know about it. So precious. Sometimes I go That go picture on of us is so cute. That's so old. I know. We're such babies. We're babies. Now we're old. Just kidding. We're in, we're not old. We're we're seasoned. That was like three years ago. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so um, so if anyone has any ideas on how I can put this dating service into action, not creating an app, let me know. I'll figure it out. Let's do a sex question. April. There I- are those live dating people that help. I used to watch that show on like Bravo matchmakers with that Patty something woman. Yeah, where you would go to the million dollar matchmaker. Yeah, oh, that okay. one. Yeah. There's but. Is that I one for rich people? That one's for rich people okay. specifically, but we could do one for all kinds of folks. I'll do it for all the people. 18 plus though. Yeah. Oh yeah, We can't plus. be matching the teens. No, sorry, teens. You're on Unless your own. you're 19. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're 19. 18's a teen too. I guess 18. You're good. When's your birthday? Okay, <laughs> let's do a sex question. <clears throat> I'm curious about vaginal beads. These are also Kegel balls. Do they intensify your orgasm? Also, you talk about using a good lube, but what do you use when you're massaging the entire body? Do you have a lube for the private areas and a lotion for the body? These are very uh, straightforward questions, and I love that they are about pleasure and sex toys and orgasm. Uh, so I'm sure we've talked about Kegel balls and vaginal beads, same thing, in a lot of episodes. Maybe we've even done an episode that was pretty much just about that. I don't know the episode number, but I bet if you went and searched Kegel balls on our website, it would come up. Uh, so I'll just do like a little 101, and April knows a lot about these two. You've used them before, right? Like many times. Yeah, yeah. for a long time now. Yeah, I've tried. So there's different kinds. I've tried the Luna beads, which have the balls within the balls. The Smart beads that Fun Factory makes. We love Fun Factory. Also has the balls within the balls. I've tried the Jade eggs, the Crystal eggs. Uh, I've tried other ones, various, all kinds of different I actually materials. forgot I need to give you this, and I'm saying this on the air because I tried it and I really liked it. It's a vaginal uh, uh, plug that has this little connect that you squeeze it's from our friend at peep at peep show toys oh cool and um they make them and and i have to give you one because there's different sizes but that actually is pretty cool because it's silicone Uh. and you squeeze you do instead of having the balls you just squeeze your pelvic floor and it almost like a taco inside it kind of crunches them together so it's actually can feel kind of doing like a little workout yeah oh interesting so i'll I'll give you one sorry but i was going to mention that to you and i forgot until we are answering this question so i will and then you can give your feedback you have to try those out and then Maybe in another episode, we'll be talking about that. Uh, so anyway, so what these are, you insert them vaginally. Uh, if they have the balls within the balls, so there's something that, that can kind of move and shake, you can actually just be walking around and then they sh- kind of shake in your body and your body does a little bit of an automatic Kegel. Although I think adding a Kegel on top of that is helpful. A Kegel, everyone, is a pelvic floor uh, tightening or clench as if you're trying to stop the flow of urine. So it's that pulling up of your Kegel or of your pelvic floor, doing a Kegel. Everyone, do it with me. One, two, three. Tighten. One, two, three. Release. Tighten. Release. Okay, we're done with that. 197 was the episode. 197. Perfect. Uh, anyway, so you can do these exercises without these objects, but 
we've described this as like I could move my arms and get uh, a definition in my arms or I could use weights and it's much more efficient. So the ones with balls within the balls are fabulous if you don't want to necessarily maybe do as much work like sitting there and consciously tightening and releasing. The crystal eggs and jade eggs are great if someone wants something a little more natural, uh, you know, stone from the earth, especially if you believe in gems and crystals and the magical power in them. Um, and then like April's saying, now there's also ones that use apps too where you can wear this inside of you and it uses Bluetooth technology and connects to an app and on the app it tells you your progress in terms of your tightening and releasing in your um, muscle structure so do they intensify orgasm yes they do um, for most people and because what's happening is they're strengthening the pelvic floor and part of orgasmic process is the contractions of the pelvic floor a natural tightening and releasing of the pelvic floor when you're having a genital based orgasm uh, and if those muscles are weak, then that orgasm is not going to be as strong. If those muscles are strong, then it can intensify the orgasm. So yes, using these regularly can, in turn, intensify your orgasm. Uh, do you have anything, before I talk about the lube, what do you want to say about these? I want to say two things here. So the first is the smaller the ball does not mean the easier it is to hold on to. It actually can make it more difficult. So if you are shopping for a specific kind of kegel balls there's a lot to choose from so don't necessarily think you need to go to the smallest one i would start with ones that have multiple weights i think amy was talking about ones that you can step up the weight and uh, i used to go running with them and what would happen when i'd run with the lighter weight is that i'd actually my abdominal muscles would contract as well with that so i felt like i was getting a lower, lower abdominal workout Ooh. within that but i would like Two vacuum sometimes but it's important to be in motion the other thing is sometimes it can intensify your orgasm, yes. However, some folks out there, if you have a very overactive pelvic floor, kegel balls are not suggested. So make sure that if you're unsure of, of what your pelvic floor is doing, a lot of times if you have a weak pelvic floor, you, you have what's called incontinence, which is, means like, let's say you sneeze and you accidentally like a little bit tinkle mm -hmm. in your drawers. That can happen just with time and with childbirth or just trauma. gravity, trauma, all of those things. So if that's the case, then you probably would benefit from using Kegel balls. Um, if that isn't the thing and you have maybe painful sex sometimes or uh, you, you may have an overactive pelvic floor, meaning it, it always is tense. So that is when you need to, first of all, consult your doctor or a pelvic floor specialist. But I've recommended before I, I was uh, actually educated with this subject, I recommended kegel balls to people that had overactive pelvic floors and they were like, I can't get this in or it's paid. So if that's the case, be gentle with yourself. Yes. Wear them a few times a week and you'll notice a difference. I believe in my orgasms, when I was wearing them regularly two to three days a week, my orgasms got stronger, longer, more intense. And even to this day, I still feel, I don't wear them as often as I used to, but I still feel the effects of, of a pelvic floor crunch and uh, the, how it affects my orgasms. I was just thinking upon reading this, I need, like, I need to up my Kegel ball game. I haven't been using mine. So you weren't listening to me? No, I was, no, no, I was listening I'm to you because you just said that you haven't been using them. And I was just like, oh, I really haven't been doing it either. I do, like, I'll do Kegels. You know what, you know what a fun time when I do Kegels? In Bikram Yoga, when we have certain poses where it's helpful to protect your lower back to tighten the the pelvic floor, I'll be do I'll actually do Kegels during those poses. And I also at the breath work at the end when you do the 
Oh, yeah. I'll actually move my pelvic floor then. Now it's called Hot 26. Oh, sorry. We're done with Bikram. <laughs> Later, Bikram. Um, okay, anyway, so some recommend- recommendations for Kegel balls. Uh, and these you can find at all of them at purepleasureshop.com. If you use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX, you get 15% off. I really love the Ami balls. It's perfect because my name's Amy. The AMI balls. Um, they're by Jeju. And they I think are wonderful. It's a set. So you get a small, not a small, medium, large. It's a light, medium, and heavier. When the heavier one is when you're stronger, your muscles are stronger they can actually hold that in whereas if your muscles have some work to do it takes a little bit more april and i both love anything by fun factory so the fun factory smart balls are great the duo is great just for most folks and the uno is for folks who have a tilted uterus is that correct it can fit any anyone that is it's lighter as well but if you have a tilted uterus which i do the duo can be hard to fit in because it's two balls connected so the uno just is a little bit more comfortable however it's not really heavy so if you if you are past that, you'll know when you plateau, as I call it, like if you lifted a weight at the gym and it felt like nothing, that's when you know you have to step up your weight system with the kegel balls. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting thing to think about yeah. because it's a muscle. So like you were saying, it's, it's a, uh, you can plateau and then that's when it's time to step it up. So the duo is just longer. So sometimes it doesn't fit in as comfortably. For yeah. me, it would like edge its way out and it and, would be uncomfortable. And everyone's different. That's why the set is great because then you can figure out which size feels best for you and just stick to that one too. You don't necessarily have to work your way up. You can just find out, okay, this one fits better and works better for me. And then if, if you want to try the one with the app, the G balls, just the letter G balls. And um, actually it's G balls two now because it's the second generation. Uh, they work well with an app and it will give you that feedback, the progress report. Uh, and I heard, just so you know, Aneros is coming out with... Uh, oh, no, wait. That's a prostate thing. Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> All right, so the lube question. So the lube question, uh, we are huge, huge fans of Uber Lube because also of this question, but for many reasons, but for this question. Because, yes, there are some lubes that you'll put on your genitals that are not great for massage, like water-based lubes. They disappear really quickly, dissipate. Um, they might get sticky or tacky. Tacky. Not great for massage. Yeah. But some massage products are not great for your bits, especially vulva owners. So like oils, a lot of oils can cause yeast infections for people. A lot of those massage products might have additive, uh, additives and added things that um, aren't very vulva friendly and vagina friendly. Or like if they have, you know, menthol or tingling or things like that. Even any kind of, if there's any sugary things. Or scent. Um, or scent. Like fragrance. Right. It yeah. can be a little bit, uh, if you're sensitive, it can be a little bit harmful for your bits. I'm sensitive. You put anything yeah. that is not super vagina friendly near my, my vagina and we have a problem. I don't like the burning. No burning. No, thank you. So um, what you can do is find a really fabulous silicone lubricant and you can use it on your genitals and on your body so you don't have to have two separate products or you can have two separate products if you want you can have your favorite lube and then you can use a massage oil for the body but if you want to use something that works for both uber lube everyone you've heard us talk about this five million times but we can't emphasize it enough uber lube is a high grade silicone lubricant has a little bit of vitamin e in it which actually feels like it's hydrating the skin and never gets sticky it has no flavor it has no scent and it's long lasting so it's long lasting for sex on your genitals but also great for massage because it's long lasting your skin isn't absorbing it super quickly and it just keeps going and going and going so it's great if you want to do a full body massage and then make your way into the genitals or maybe you're on the genitals you want to make your way out to the body it's some of the best also april how beautiful is that bottle that comes in it's gorgeous bottle I'm all about the aesthetics and it's a glass bottle and it has etching so the label won't peel off which I I love pump top too a pump top so it's easy to Mm. and it has no smell at all which I love because a lot of lubes even if they say is scent free they have a like a little 
hint of some kind of smell I can't identify. Or you lick it and you get a mouthful of nasty loop. Yeah. Uh-uh, I use it in my mouth before a, before a BJ. Your BJ game. Yeah. That's how she ups her BJ game. <laughs> a special tip from April. So if you want to try out what we think is the best loop ever, and especially if you want to do incorporate something for genitals and massage, uh, go to uberlube.com. With coupon code SHAMELESSSEX, you get... God, I'm just blinking. Is it shameless or shameless sex? Shit, I think it's shameless sex. And you get 10% off and free shipping. Uh, you can join the fan club. There's a huge fan club that is obsessed with Uber Lube. I was a fan for years before. I would recommend buying the, the big bottle, though, because I go through the little bottles. I probably go through one every two weeks. Really? At this point. I think so. You I, have a lot of anal, too. I know. And with anal, it's the best to use uh, something that's long lasting and Silicone. Uber Lube's pay f- perfect. And I still have to re-up it yeah. uh, during anal. So get the big bottle if you want to use it for lotion on the body and for massage. That's what I would recommend. Yeah, go. I didn't even know they had a big bottle because I always had the little ones. And I'm like, oh, they have, I saw one at your on your uh, desk the other day. You can like, never have oh. too much. All right, so actually, just so you all know, it is shameless sex. There you go. Oh, I was looking at that too. And then I just had my ADD moment here. That's cool. Yes. Okay. Are you ready for a bio? I would love to learn about Erwan and Alicia. All right. For over 25 years, Erwan and Alicia have been working successfully with singles and couples, teaching their signature process, the Davon Method, to hundreds of students in groups, retreats, and individual sessions, and helping them create the relationships of their dreams. Erwan and Alicia have a unique approach to relationship coaching that combines their educational backgrounds in psychology and sexuality and aspects of Zen Buddhism to provide a holistic method to effectively improve connection with the self and others. To learn more, visit pleasurecourse.com or check out the show notes to find out how to book your free love life consultation. But first... Bikini season is in full effect, which also means the dreaded diet season is here too. But here's a radical idea. What if, instead of imposing restrictions and limits, you actually nourished your body and gave it more of what it really needs? Sakara believes in giving you more of what's good for you without ever sacrificing taste. With Sakara, you get nutritious, chef-crafted dishes delivered right to your door. Cacao chip and almond waffles, Thai-inspired lemongrass Phuket bowl with sticky rice. I get all these nutrient-packed mouthgasms and I barely need to lift a finger. Along with delicious, plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling Metabolism Super Powder. Made with organic raw cacao, it works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash shameless or enter code shameless at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash shameless to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash shameless. Go check it out. All right. It's interview time. All right, everyone. Interview time. We are here with repeat guests. We have Alicia and Erwan Davon here. And we are here to talk about how to be a great lover in and out of relationships, sexual mastery in and out of relationships. So this applies to couples, to single folks. There's something for you. This is our uh, number one downloaded topic for the most part is everyone wants to learn about sexual mastery. How am I a better lover, a better partner? How do I have great sex? How do I communicate better? So we're going to talk talk about all of these things with these two wonderful experts. I don't have the number of the podcast you were on. Do you know the number of it or what our talk and the name was? It was 
it was expanded orgasm or extended extended orgasm it was how to have extended orgasm Okay. That's easy to look up. Everyone's going to our website, look up extended orgasm. We, they're the only people that talked about that wonderful podcast. I'm sure some of that will overlap here. Um, and I know you already did this on a previous episode, but we're going to ask you the same question. And it's not a question. It's, it is a command. Can you tell us, I guess that's a question. Um, uh, tell us about how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality. Well, I'll share something with you. And then Erwan, you can share a little bit about our background and our training and stuff like that, because people always want to know that, right? But I was thinking about this this morning as I was thinking about coming on with you ladies and was remembering the very beginning of my relationship with Erwan. And it was full of like turn on and so much sex. I remember this one day I had spent the night and we were in bed in the morning and had sex like three different times and fell asleep and woke up again. And then at 1 p.m., his roommate, Adam, knocked on the door and was like, hey, lovebirds, it's time to wake up. And we were like, oh, you know, that typical beginning sex, right? And then fast forward a few months and Erwan and I had had our first fight. I don't even remember what this fight was about, but I do remember sitting on my couch. I had been like crying for hours, like, I can't believe we had a fight, and Erwan called and we, we worked it out. And he said, all right, we made it through. Come on over. Let's celebrate, you know, ready to get back into it. And I remember thinking, this is the first time I've actually had a fight in a relationship and then made up and the relationship went on. Right. And I remember thinking, God, how do people have sex again after getting into these normal relationship things? And our work is all about that, how to have a sex life that gets better and better over time through all that stuff we go through in relationship. And I had studied psychology. I have a master's degree training as a therapist. And when I met Erwan, I got particularly interested in the sexuality aspect of it because that's what I like. You know, I like that. (laughs) So it really has to do with sex as a practice. You know, relationship sex is sex as a practice. It's funny. I was watching Netflix last night. This uh, uh, They do those shows uh, on heists. This one is called Heist. And it's the title of this episode is like Sex, Magic, Murder, Something. And this couple has this sex magic practice. And it's really interesting. Now, it's not our practice, but it's interesting. It's sex as a practice, right? So that's how I got started a long time ago is I was really interested in sex. I was meditating. I was doing all kinds of psychological stuff, all these other things as a practice. But sex was more like kind of, you know, a random thing. I'd have it or I wouldn't. And I was kind of winging it. And sometimes it goes really well. And sometimes it didn't go really well. And then one day a light bulb went off in my head like, oh, I could have this be something I was studying and be a practice. And when I started doing that, I took every possible course and workshop I could. And one of the great things about that was I ended up having sensual contact, usually not explicit intercourse or something in a course, right? But sensual contact of touching or stroking or this or that with all kinds of people that I normally would not have. And it really expanded my horizons a lot so that... I wasn't, you know, most people are often kind of aiming for a very small percentage of the populace out there, 
right? You know, and it just, you know, there's a lot more people we could have fun with. And so, so it expanded my horizons and that allowed me, because I was single and it allowed me to have sex be a practice. And, you know, and then women were really interested in that, you know, like, oh, this guy's studying that and I could talk about it and this and that. Now, I didn't know. Can I curse on your podcast? Hell, fuck okay. yeah. Right. So I didn't <laughs> yes, know my ass do. from a hole. <laughs> good. It's a good. I, you know, I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground, but I was. <laughs> and, and women really liked that, <laughs> you know, and then through really, honestly, every possible mistake I could make you know, eventually I got better at it. In the beginning, it was like, oh, that's the belly button, not the clitoris. Oh, okay. Whoa. <laughs> you know, but, but learning happened The you know, my, who, who I would approve of and be sexual with really expanded. And then eventually that turned into a set of touching practices and an extended orgasm practice. So if people are in relationship, we would encourage them to have it be a practice and it doesn't need to be explicitly sexual, right? Like our practice is a touching practice that for us usually leads to some sexual activity and extended orgasm, but it doesn't have to. And some days it doesn't. And that takes the pressure off of it because often people don't want to have like, oh, now's the time we have to have sex, <laughs> you know, so, you know, kind of alleviates the pressure and it can be stroking. It could just be touching. It could be oral sex. It could be full on intercourse. It could really be anything. Mm. Yeah, I I watched that extended orgasm video a couple of times, even after you shared. It's pretty fantastic. If y'all want to check that out, I think uh, you go back to the the uh, episode that the extended orgasm episode and Alicia does uh, the magic with Erwan uh, giving her extended orgasms. <sighs> It was very nice. <laughs> anyway, that I, I, that's all I could think about as you were talking. I'm sorry, Aaron. What can you repeat? Every th- I'm just kidding. Alicia's uh, vulva. Yeah. I was just thinking about Alicia's vulva. Where is that? That's, where, that's what we're actually thinking about. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, let's talk a little bit. We're, this episode is about uh, relationship sex as well as uh, relate like sex outside of relationships and talking about relationship sex. I know from a personal perspective, sometimes relationship sex can be difficult. If you are in a long-term partnership, you eat too much food after you go out to dinner, you're on the couch, you're like, I don't feel sexy right now. Or this is me, I'm speaking for myself. Or I just want to Netflix and chill, I'm so tired. So this, But then sometimes it becomes a pattern and you almost, I always go back to my, my, uh, I think about the 40-year-old version when he's like, is it true if you don't use it, you lose it? <laughs> and I'm like, if I don't use it, I'm going to lose it. So I, I do. I, I say that. Whenever. <laughs> so, but you can get it back, right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. That's also true. <laughs> so when you talk about relationship sex, let's uh, because you two, I feel like, do have it dialed. And, um, and I would love to tap into that. What is it and how can it lead to a sex life that gets better and better while you're in a relationship? Well, those things that you mentioned are are basically a reality for most couples. And there's this kind of new normal thing that happens with couples as you get into a relationship, either you've been together for a while and you get into the habit of Netflix and chill without any sex, or you have a kid or you get married or whatever, time goes by. Relationship sex is deliberate sex, as Erwan was talking about sex as a practice. You know, just this morning, 
I woke up. So I've been up since like 6.15, you guys, because we have a five-year-old. He gets up whenever he wants to get up and yells for me. And then I make him a snack and this and that. My morning started a long time ago. And by the time I did all the stuff and I made his lunch and I walked him over to the park for camp and I got back, usually you're kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'll go to work or get on my computer or something. And it was great because my friend drove me home from dropping off my son. And she's like, all right, like, what are you up to today? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go in and have some QT with Erwan. And I looked at her and she's like, oh, we so need that. It has been so long. (laughs) And in our calendars, every morning, 9.15 is pleasure time. It's deliberate and yes, it's scheduled. And I walk in the house and walk down the stairs to our bedroom and there's like this spa radio playing and I'm like, oh yeah, logistics melt away, logistics melt away. And I crawl in bed with Erwan and then I start with the deep touch. You know, I put one hand on his heart and one on his abdomen and we're breathing and then it progresses and we have an extended orgasm date. He's stroking my clitoris. It was amazing. And afterwards, we're lying there together, and I feel so high, like expansive, like that post-sex feeling. And then we go into our days. So being deliberate about it is the key. You know, I love Alicia's description, and I love that like, that was our morning. That was our morning. And the secret, just to really cut to the chase of it, is, you know, what she just described, that's great. And that's more important to us and maybe to your listeners than the logistics of life or our egos and our psychology. So, you know, we both have psychology degrees and we work with people in that respect, but largely to get that stuff out of the way and put the fun first. And then as Alicia said, have the, the, the fun be a practice, have it be deliberate, have that be the priority, submit our lives to that you know, I think in a lot of ways, the way you two are doing, you know, you're doing this podcast, you're, you're putting something really juicy, fun first for yourselves and for other people. And like, that's what people really want. So you're making a priority, you're scheduling deliberate, intimate time, or the word that you used was pleasure time. It doesn't necessarily mean penis and vagina. It's always going to go this one way. It's we're making this plan to make this a priority, whether and for you all, it's scheduling 915 in the morning. Then you have a fabulous day. Everyone go to our YouTube channel. They're glowing. We have this this is on video <laughs> so you can see it works. Uh, and I and I really like that because I think that a lot of people think, well, scheduling sex isn't sexy, but we're not having that time. We're not making that time. We have children. We're really busy. And and I think what people get stuck on is that they're scheduling a type of sex. Pen- I rub your nipples, we kiss, but penis goes in vagina or whatever. We, we rub our vaginas in each other. Depend- it depends on what kind of sex you're having. And that that is like too much pressure. It's not sexy. And I, and I like that what you're saying. You're making a priority and you're scheduling pleasure time, um, but it doesn't have to go one way. Um, and I, I we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I personally think... That's what makes great lovers, great sex, great connections, great partnerships. And I'm constantly talking about that with people that I work with too. It's like, well, what is what when you're when you're having sex, does it have to go a certain way? What does sex mean to you? And you know, if you're not finding time for it, how are you how are you making time? So my next question for you about that, maybe more to say about what I said, but also what in your opinion makes a great lover? I'm sure there's a lot to it, but like what do you two think in your expert skills? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing I think is whoever the feminine person is in the relationship, whether it's a man and a woman or two men or two women, there's usually somebody in the relationship. You know, for example, I grew up in Greenwich Village in Manhattan and uh, our neighbors across the hall were gay. Um, and uh, God, this was long ago. So I was like 30 years ago. Um, and one of them was clearly more feminine. And it was really interesting because they had a really turned on polarized relationship because the energy really moved in a romantic way between them. So one of the secrets is the more masculine person, male, female, whatever, really putting attention on the more feminine person and the feminine person really, you know, being willing to acknowledge her appetite and absorb that attention. And it's like a battery that gets the, you know, that gets the energy really moving. It's one of the things I love about Alicia. She is not shy about her (laughs) appetite. Yes. And Erwan is totally willing to pay attention and bring presence into our relationship. We were just speaking of Greenwich Village. We were just traveling. We were in New York visiting Erwan's dad. And it was, and we brought Aiden, our son. And it was like so hot, right? We'd go out for a few hours and then we came back into our apartment one afternoon and we were like hot. And we had this little ritual of filling up the bathtub for our feet with cold water and cooled off. And then Aiden got absorbed in some dinosaur video and he was over (laughs) there in the living room, right? And I was like, not present to to anything except like organizing, right? So I'm like organizing and I got Aiden handled and I'm cleaning up and this and that. And Erwan lies down on the bed and he was like, hey, well, you know, Aiden seems pretty absorbed. You know, we could have some private time. And I like wasn't, I'm like, oh, I don't need private time. I already finished cleaning up. I think probably let's go out for ice cream. Let's go. And I was just like on like a million miles an hour. And he just like looked at me. He's like, no, no, private time. (laughs) clicked in and I'm like oh I forgot for a second I'm like sounds good baby and then I just went made sure Aiden was fine closed the door locked the door and we had a really fun time and it was his presence and attention and then I was willing to just drop everything and turn on and that's what is good in a relationship when you're willing to do that and one thing that came to mind for me is because I, I know this is really common for folks like, OK, so let's, let's take, use that dynamic. So like the and we're talking about heterosexual relationship here. The woman is in mom mode. She's like, I got all logistics, mom, my mom, sex is not on my mind. And her partner is like, hey, how about some sexy time? And she's like, I'm so not there. You know, she's wearing the mom jacket or the mom hat and she's in, stuck in that role. And I think for a lot of people, what has happened is. Now the partner's like, hey, how about some sexy time? There, This, I think, is a really huge thing. Maybe I will see what you guys think about this. When the pressure is, what that means is it has to go a certain way. It has to go to orgasm, penetrative sex. They're off like, no, you know, there's a big no to it. But when instead it was, hey, how about some us time? Could just be, I'm just going to massage your body for 30 minutes and it doesn't even have to go anywhere. I think that a lot more of those people, whether it's the woman wearing the mom hat, mom had the mad, dad wearing the dad hat or the, the I just went to work hat, that they would be more likely to potentially take it off knowing that that pressure isn't there and that it's just about intimate connection and it could just be all about them. And that could be nice. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's really exactly right. Let's, let's say penetrative sex is Z on a scale of A to Z. 
you know, people usually don't want to jump right to Z, you know, men or women. And, um, you know, it, but people are often really excited about B or C and B or C is 26 letters earlier. So B or C might be, you know, a hand on her back or a hand on his thigh, you know, or, you know, let's have some private time or we say or do our practices. Right. It's just it's just very open. Most people are willing to lay down and have uh, a hand on their abdomen and a hand on their heart with some nice music. Then from there to a little touching. OK, you know, maybe they're open to that. Maybe they're not, but maybe they are. So it's much easier to go from A to B to C to D. And you don't have to get to Z because you're gratified all along. You know, most days we don't have intercourse. We have extended orgasm most days, but we don't have intercourse most days. And some days we don't have extended orgasm, but it's always gratifying. It's a sensual practice. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that what came up for me when you were talking about tending to your child and then forgetting about sex for me, I I don't have a child to tend to, uh, but I have a a work that's stressful. And so if my partner or ex partner, whoever out there that, uh, that this has happened with, uh, when that happens, when, when they're like, Hey, like trying to get, I call it like getting fresh with me. I'm like, (laughs) no, like I am not wanting to get fresh right now. Like I am like stressed out. I just want to kind of mind numb, right? Which I, I know that I have friends out there that may or may not be listening that they've told me that like, April, sometimes I just don't want to fuck my husband. Like, how can I do that? And, and I'm like, look, it's, it is about kind of setting some of the standards of what you want, the, the scheduling. And also sometimes when you drop in, and I know for me, after I really drop in and, and start to feel the touch instead of thinking about it and almost getting in, in my brain in a way where I'm like, it sounds like work to me right now to be uh, sexual with you. When I start to like drop in to the moment, focus on the <laughs> breath, focus on the touch, then I can get out of my head instead of feeling like it's a chore or a job, which Every time I've ever been in that state and then actually um, had some kind of experience with a partner, it's always been amazing afterward. It's about just dropping in. So I just wanted to share that because I thought about having to tend to something or having to work and then and then you're not on the same page as your partner. And this is the piece where communication, everybody talks about communication, right? Everybody. And, and you say communication to people and they're like, oh, okay, that's oh, what God. everybody yeah. said. <laughs> so, and, and Emily Morse, who we adore and love, Love. We we uh, she we call her our matriarch of shameless sex because she uh-huh. is the reason we ha- are where we are today. And uh, on her show, she she uses this uh, communication is lubrication, and she talks about it a lot. And it's so catchy and wonderful, and that's why we love her. But let's talk about how communication is lubrication, and especially in terms of showing up and being a sexual master and and, ha- and obtaining the sexual mastery that that we're all about. It's true. Communication is everything. We say in the pleasure course that sex is a subset of communication. You have to have communication, right? I mean, over the weekend, we were teaching a pleasure course. It's one of our courses. And we had a special one for people 60 and over. Okay. So everybody in this course, they were between 60 and 80. And there was a point in the course where everybody did these clothed 
non-sexual touching practices. And, you know, the people whose turn it was to lay down, they laid down and then their partners were sitting and putting one hand on their heart, one hand on their abdomen. And there was like silence in the room and it was kind of like low energy. And then we said, oh, everybody say something that you like about what the person's doing. And then you hear this like, that feels really good. Oh, yes. I like your hand there. Oh, good. And then we said, okay, ask for something you want. And I said, would you use firmer pressure? And then as the chatter started, the turn on increased Mm -hmm. so much in the room, asking for what they wanted. It was everything. And that's how it can be in a relationship. It's basically a cycle of appreciation, making requests, appreciation, making requests. If you have that habit, you have a much better sex life. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Manscaped. It's summertime, y'all, and the Olympics, Euros, baseball, and concerts are all in. And it's time to tame that hairy bush and treat your pubes like Olympic gold. And our friends at Manscaped are here to help. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. This thing gets the gold in trimming with its 7,000 RPM motor, travel lock function, and LED spotlight for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof, so even Michael Phelps is probably drooling about the possibility This package also comes with the Weed Whacker, a waterproof nose and ear hair trimmer designed to help prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in your delicate holes. Show the rest of your bod some sportsmanship, too, with Manscaped's liquid formulations. The ball deodorant and ball toner will have your testes feeling victorious this year. We're giving Manscaped a perfect 10, and you can, too, because our listeners get 20% off plus free shipping with code SHAMELESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code SHAMELESS at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone. So whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore. So go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. Yeah. And I think that leads to our next question. What if it's hard asking for what you want? A lot of folks really struggle with that of all, all genders. A lot of it has to do with conditioning or past shame and trauma or just a lack of experience. But what about people who are like, it's really hard for me to ask for what, for what I want. How, what do you have to say to them? Well, the first thing is give an approval first, as Alicia said, because it, it is hard to ask for what we want because, you know, it comes right up against any self-esteem issues. But if we're generous with the other person, it's almost very Buddhist, you know, like right speech. You know, if we're generous with the other person and loving and 
pause, you know, wow, your hand feels really good on my abdomen. You know, would you move it up to my solar plexus? It's much easier to state the request after having given something to the other person. Uh, we, you know, it's just, it's just easier. It feels better. Um, we're, we're in a field of relationship with them. It's a palpable field. We're not in our heads, in our self-esteem issues. We're in a, a loving, energetic, palpable field of presence. And we're being responsible for that and generating that. And then from there, a request is much easier. And then a tip with the requests, yeah, proceed them with approvals, but also have the requests be something that the other person can do. You, sometimes people are like, you know, would you do it better and make me feel this way? And I, you know, I, yeah, would you, you do know, it better? You know, it's like, and <laughs> you're doing other, it wrong. Right, right. So instead, it's like, would you move your hand from my abdomen to my solar plexus? Would you use a little bit more pressure? You know, oh, I love that your hand is there. You know, that that pressure is perfect, you know, and, and that's my belly button. Would you go six inches down? Just real clear and simple. That's, this, there's, that's that's way better than my shit sandwich version. Yeah, no, <laughs> asking for what you want. That, that's something that does help. And even if you're feeling in that uh, eggy kind of intense mood where you're not dropping into your experience with your partner, that's a, like a really good way to tie in uh, for those folks out there that may have trouble communicating what you want. Just talking about the experience that you're having, like, will mm-hmm. you give me a vulva hug? Will you stroke my hair? Will you... Oh, rub my my uh, glu- gluteus maximus because there's a lot of tension back there. My ace. Nope, but no anal, <laughs> no anal yet. Yeah. Uh, so I, that just really does tie into what you're, the experiential part of what you're having with with the partner instead of getting in your head about it or or the the pushback because it's not easy. It is it is a practice, as you said in the beginning, Erwan. It's, it's a practice, and it's not a job though, right? It's a practice. Right. So, that's right. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 And so, it gives you something to do. You know, we all have psychological stuff that comes up during sex and in relationships. So if you have like, oh, okay, say something that I'm enjoying and then say something very simple. That's a to-do. Yeah. 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 It's simple. That's a simple map or, I like chocolate or guide. chip cookies. And, and do you want me to make them for you? Or? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, cool. Okay. Oh, I got to go. I'm making her cookies now. So, okay. So Aww. let's say that you are, I'm going to set the scene. You're in a relationship and, uh, it could be, uh, I am married to my husband and I have a vulva. He has a penis and that doesn't really matter in the story. However, <laughs> this, this part, my husband is making some requests that I'm uncomfortable with. He's saying, I want you to be more dominant in the bedroom. I want you to chain me up and whip me up. No, he doesn't. Maybe he's not even that dark. He's like, I just want you to dominate. Or maybe he's awesomely that dark. Uh, Maybe he is. (laughs) Yes. And I feel uncomfortable. So what are the tips for folks out there that they are experiencing this? They don't know how to address it with their partners. They're uncomfortable. They feel challenged by their requests. Well, the the first thing is to take it all in as information. The fact like that people are communicating about that topic. Let's say it's an uncomfortable request. That is so much better than no request. 
you know, uncomfortable communication, difficult communication, communication where you're not on the same page, even bad communication is way better than no communication. So and that kind of starts you from good. And you can kind of look at that like, oh, okay, wow, that's interesting that you want that and I want this. And that starts to put people into that field of commonality, that field of communication, that field of relationship. When two people are in a field of relationship, I like that word because it's very visual and palpable. It's not conceptual. It's like we can feel it. Something very interesting happens, which is people come together and they start to want the same things, which is really, really interesting. You know, when we're in a field of consciousness together, uh, you know, it's, it's like a touch that feels good to one person generally, usually feels good to the other person. So there's a kind of magic that happens there. And one person may find like, okay, well, I, you know, I kind of do like that or, you know, okay, you know, I, I thought I wanted this, but like, you know, as we're really together, I'm, I'm finding I want something else. So things start to have a, the, the relationship almost as an entity has like its own desire. Now to, say one added part to that, which is the feminine person in the description you described you or the woman, or if it's a gay relationship, the feminine person, in our opinion, they have uh, an ace up their sleeve. You know, they have a a feminine power, a magic that can, um, uh, uh, I, I used to use the name of the last president for this, but I don't like to use it anymore. <laughs> yeah. They have a magical power. It's like the, you know, that special card in the, in the deck that she can play that card, you know, Oh, wow. You, you really want me to dominate you. Okay. Wow. And she, you know, it's like that. And then it's like, Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. Boy, I'm, I'm really turned on by this and like go really into that. And like that, I'm not saying always, but that will often just okay, whoever the more masculine person is will often just be like, wow, that, I don't know, that sounds really interesting. I'm dom- dominating you. You want me to dominate you? Okay. All right. <laughs> if, if she's really feeling, if the woman, her pussy, if it's a guy, his, his feminine part, you know, whatever it is, if she's really feeling that part, that tends to, you know, r- romance in a certain sense, maybe not a politically correct thing to say, but romance in a certain sense is kind of a feminine territory. Mm -hmm. And the guy doesn't have to be, or the masculine person doesn't have to be belittled by that. You know, he can really be a knight in shining armor, you know, and then, you know, I'll speak graphically since this is a shameless sex podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost selfish because my cock gets handled really, really (laughs) well. I'm in agreement with reality. <laughs> totally. That's, hell, that's a hell yeah. Can your get cock a hell wins. Yeah hell yeah, yeah to your cock <laughs> winning. <laughs> well, and, and I think the other thing for people too is there's, you know, there's a request is a request, right? I want you to, I'd really love for you to dominate me. It doesn't mean you have to, and we're breaking up if you don't. Um, but there are some things that are really important to people. Hey, I'm, this is a really important thing to me. There's something about me that really craves to feel dominated for me to feel a little less in control or submissive. Are you willing to work with me? And it doesn't mean that the other person's like, oh yeah, here, I got it right now. Let me do it. It's still a negotiation of how far can they lean into the other person? 
maybe they need to learn some skills. You know, there's people that they can work with, such as yourselves or other folks, to learn how to step into this role. And there is a way that might be more authentic to that person and what dominance is versus this is just the example I'm using is dominance, but then what we see in porn or in you in the kink world or something. And so it's still figuring out your unique expression while well, kind of learning how far you can lean in in, in to your capacity. Um, but I think there still is a skill piece to it. I know for myself, I, I remember having partners with there's a quest like I want you to put, do more role play dress kind of sexy you know like sexy squirrel girl and stuff and it would bring up this um spotlight thing for me that was like oh god this is really scary now and um and it was really hard for me to overcome in that but I also feel like there's something there in in the way that they were making a request for me but they weren't also uh, reciprocating how they would show up too, or like, how can they support me in moving into this role that's new and different for me? So I guess my long winded way of saying is there's not one perfect way to do it. It's a constant negotiation. We have to kind of check in with what's authentic to ourselves and how we can lean in. But also as a supporting partner who's making the request, how are you going to support this other person potentially learning something new too? I don't know. What do you guys think about all that? I've said a lot, but (laughs) it, 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 it comes back to communication and also, um, being approving, you know, I mean, sex is such a tender, sensitive area, you know? So like if your partner makes a request and they say, I want this, I want that. And at first it scares you and you might have the tendency to like criticize it, you know, out of fear or something, you might want to say, Oh, you know, Oh, interesting. Wow. Thank you for telling me about that. You know, let's talk about that. So that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, more conversations that are like, all right, let's just do it. You know, well, more if like, you're a hard no on something. Yeah. I think you can, you can express that. Say that's just out of out of my comfort zone right now. Maybe I'll learn more about it because we do get questions from listeners and their partners are making some sort of uh, they're they're honoring their fantasy or their or or their desires and the um, either the the questionee or the questioner will say I'm not comfortable with that and I don't know how to address that. So if you are a hard no to, to things, I think honor that and also do learn more uh, about the. The ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that you said learn more, April, mm-hmm. because there are psychological issues that play out for people sexually, especially when we start to talk about dominance and submission and this kind of stuff. Like, you know, a lot of that doesn't really have much to do with sex. It has a lot to do with psychology and it kind of spills over to sex. And that territory really needs to be dealt with. You know, mm-hmm. now for us, you know, in morning, Alicia comes back, she comes into bed, you know, we're laying there, you know, I had a very rough past. I'll spare you the whole story. I probably talked about it in the last podcast, but every morning when we start our practices, I have to feel through a whole bunch of different things. Now, through all the meditation and the psychological inquiry and all the rest of that stuff that we do, I can generally feel through it pretty readily, but I do have to feel through that stuff so that it doesn't just spill out unconsciously. So I love that you said, you know, I I forget exactly how you said it, but you do have to address that part. And it's good to talk about that part and deal with that part. Because every morning I'm laying there feeling through some things. And some of it is really intense. But Mm -hmm. just feeling through it, it really evaporates. And in reality, you know, oh, this sexy woman and like, you know, 
her clitoris and all that. It just, you know, it just comes to the fore and it's like, yeah, let's have <laughs> that clitoris, Alicia. Damn. <laughs> I've seen it. I saw it too. Oh, again, go check out the video. Go look at the yeah. orgasm one. Uh-huh. So what about for single people who are listening or maybe are about to become single at some point? And actually the episode before this was about breakups and hot, hot girl, hot boy summers and single them. So go check it out if you haven't listened to that one. But um, okay. So how, say someone's single and they're like, well, I'm not in a relationship. How do I work on this sexual mastery stuff? What can single folks do right now to become more badass lovers? So I'll, I'll name some things. And, and what, what you just said is so great. Cause the other day I was at the park with, um, with Aiden and his little friend and his mom and I were sitting on the bench chatting and she just got divorced. And so she said to me, I mean, we'd never talked about our work or anything. I usually sort of let people bring that up if they're in the parenting community. And she's like, I want to know more about your work because I'm in the slut phase. I'm in the slut phase. It's so good. And I met this guy and he's into Tantra and it was the most fun conversation. So yes, there is that hot boy, hot girl summer phenomenon you're talking about. So for those of you that are single, you can begin to gain skills that'll help you get into a relationship and help the relationship be fun and hot and sexy. So we have four practices that we train all of our students in. We recommend practicing them all. Meditation, psychological inquiry, which means learning about yourself and your psychological patterns body practice and sensual practice. So I'll cut to sensual practice, right? There's a set of sensuality exercises that help you explore and learn about your body. And they really can create turn on in your body. Like the other night we were teaching, we have an online class mastery of relationship and there's a woman in it and she's like newly single. I was like, what am I going to do? No sex until I get back into a relationship. And she starts doing these sensual practices and she shared, she's like, okay, to this like 40 person class. She's like, I was in front of the mirror. And then I looked and saw this like shimmery peach color of my cheek I'd never seen before. And I felt so in love with myself. And you could see her face getting more and more glowy and her attractiveness increasing just by doing these exercises and sharing about them. So we recommend actually being in action around this stuff when you're single. Sensuality I love what Alicia said because it's not necessarily sexuality. The first time mm -hmm. I did the sensual practices, you know, I was staying in somebody's room. They were out of town and the room was a mess. It was a complete mess, you know, and I'm supposed to do sensual practices in this room. And like, but I found that if I turned on a colored light, I put a red light, kind of like the red light district. I put on a red light in the room and then threw a big sheet over all of this person's stuff. And it just looked like some kind of magical heaven realm. And in my senses, I was, you know, like color and I had a little chocolate with some, some piece of fruit on it. I don't know, a fig or a raspberry or something like that. So the color and the taste of that. And I had some Sade playing. It's very sensual. And sensuality is rewarding in itself and a great step to sexuality. And it's something that singles can do on their own. And of course, they can do sex on their own also, which will kind of get your energy moving, really, including your sexual center and your vital center, even if it's just in a, you know, maybe you're masturbating, or maybe you're just feeling that part of yourself as you walk around the world. And, you know, you find, oh, 
every time I pass somebody who's the gender that I'm attracted to, it's actually a sexual encounter. You know, there's energy exchanged. You know, most people have had that experience of somebody's getting on the bus or on the, I grew up in Manhattan, so it'd be on the subway and the doors are closing and you catch eyes and you're just in love with, it's almost easier to be in love with them because it's so, (laughs) there's no commitment, you know, it's just like, that's happening all the time. And when we acknowledge that and celebrate that, you know, it just, it just starts to expand. And before you know it, you know, you're like a magnet, a gravitational center for, uh, for sex and, and relationship and fun. It's so true. It's, it's almost schooling your schooling yourself about yourself, getting a PhD in you Mm. in a way from, because each of those tips really centered around uh, the brain. It was about learning about yourself, the touch and meditation, 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 which is, it it makes great lovers. I'll tell you. So (laughs) it is, it's sort of getting to know yourself. And, and that, that brought up something that I, I think about when People really know what they want, especially in the dating world. It is so fucking hot and it doesn't even have to be sexual. But when they're like, I like the Italian restaurant (laughs) down on 30th and Broadway, you're like, that's why I fell in love with you when that subway door closed, (laughs) right? I don't even know if 30th and Broadway is a thing, but I'm sure it is. Just threw it out there. (laughs) So. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad. So uh, yeah. Yes. Well, especially as women, you know, we're, we're sort of by the culture trained to be low maintenance, but no high maintenance women are the most attractive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Agreed. Oh, hell to the, yeah. And you can do it in a way that is, that's, it's authentic and not bitchy or you're being overly, right? Yeah. Just like, Hey, this is what I like. Take me there. baby. Yeah, (laughs) there is something great about being flexible as well. I feel like I'm a a very alpha type A human that will drop in someone else who wants wants to be more type A. I'm like, you go ahead. You You do do you. You do you. And I'll I'll ride the wave. So uh, that that I think that's helpful information. I do think that's really that's actually good advice. So the the next question which I'm sad. I don't want it to be the last one because I love you. Oh, you'll, we'll have them back. Don't You're you worry. Be back. So <laughs> tell us about your offerings because obviously you spoke a little to your online workshops uh, and there's other free offerings as well, just to get a little taste of Alicia and Erwan's, mm. uh, their vibe. It's very nice. So please uh, let everyone know how to find you. Yes. So for all of you that are listening, that are interested in learning more about working with us, I'm offering a free love life consultation. So that's a conversation between me and you on Zoom. And we'll get personal. We'll dive into whatever's going on for you that's of top concern. Romantically, sexually, you can ask me questions, tell me about your challenges. And if it looks like Erwan and I can support you, then I'll lay out the different ways you can work with us. Our most popular program is Mastery of Relationship. It's like an online community class. Um, We also have a pleasure course, which is a weekend intensive that's coming up in August. And we have coaching and all sorts of fun stuff. So I'll lay out all of that for you. And the way to set up this Love Life consultation is to A, text the school. The number is 415-308-9580. Or we'll have a link in the show notes. Yeah, you got go it. Yeah. In yeah. the show notes, 415-308-9580. You can text it. There's also going to be a link 
in the show notes to set up the consultation if you prefer. If you're kind of like, and I just want to try something, I don't need a big conversation, we'll also give you the link to sign up for our online pleasure course happening in August. And our website is pleasurecourse.com. I love a simple to the point website (laughs) web address. Yes. Yes. Hard to find these days. Good job. And all our work is for both singles and couples. We've got a bunch of different ways you can work with us. And we love this. Well, you forgot www.http.com. Uh, uh, we all get to hang out someday. <laughs> you two are so. I know <laughs> you're you're in the Bay Area still, right? Yeah. Well, we can we'll maybe meet up for the next one. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. We haven't done a a face to face interview for yeah. a long time, and so that would be that would be lovely. And hopefully, we can still keep the backdrop that you have on because that is fresh. I want to meet I with you earlier. right after your morning practice, though. I want that oh, glow. Yeah. Maybe April and I will do a morning practice too. I'll be glowing. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is getting better. Yes, <laughs> creating magic, and everyone's. Can you film that too? So, okay, maybe. Well. Uh, so lastly, I know that she didn't, Alicia didn't include WWW, but I'm going to include one W, which stands for wine, wine, because it's the World Wine Club right here, Worldwide <laughs> Wine Club over here. Uh, it's not a thing yet, but it may be. And what are we talking about? We're talking about margins wine. That's right. It's not even noon and I have a little left. <laughs> so if you are looking at us on YouTube, you can see that, yes, we like to drink some wine and go to marginswine.com. Sign up for the newsletter. You can also save some chang money, honey. If you just enter in some codes that are also in our show notes, I won't give them to you right now because I do remember them actually, Amy, and I never usually do, but I want you to go and check out our website, www. Why not? It's not. It's shamelesssex.com. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. That's all we have for you, Alicia and Erwan. Thank you so much. We absolutely adore you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll hopefully see you soon. Air high fives, digital. If you're checking us on a YouTube, we're going to have more YouTube videos Woo. now. I have to put on makeup for a video. <laughs> it's not that fun, but still, we she love you. Great. All right, y'all. We'll see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.